Welcome to Murder and Mimosas. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. Our show is Murder and Mimosas. It's a true crime podcast. This means that we do discuss crimes, including but not limited to disappearances, murder, and sexual assaults. All our episodes are told with the respect of the victims and the victims' families in mind. We strive to ensure that we provide factual information, but some information is more verifiable than others. With that, grab your mimosas and let's dive in. Welcome back. I'm Shannon. And I'm Danica. And today we're going to tell you the story of Lisa Dodd. So grab your mimosas and settle in. So Lisa Dodd was 22 years old. She had recently moved to an apartment in Alton, Illinois. She was in college and wanting to be in the medical field like her mother, or at least that's what she was leaning towards. She was eight months pregnant with her first child. Her family had a baby shower planned for her for June 26th of this year. I can only imagine Lisa being eight months pregnant, and of course, it's hard to get comfortable when you're that far along, lying in bed at night, just trying to picture what this little girl she was carrying was going to look like. Would she have her nose? Would she have her smile? She had already done her registry for the baby shower, and I'm sure she was looking forward to all the cute little girl things she would receive and anxious to get everything in order for her baby. She hadn't yet settled on a name, though, and they just called the baby Baby Bean. That's so cute. I know. So June 9th, 2022, Heidi No, which was Lisa's mother, went to Lisa's apartment to check on her. It had been several days and she hadn't heard from her daughter. What she found was just unimaginable for a mother. She found Lisa's headless body in her apartment. She called 911 and reported the murder. Police arrived and found Lisa's head in the dumpster. This is horrible. I can't imagine how you do this to someone, but especially a pregnant woman. I know. No mother wants to find her child dead, but to see her daughter's body there with no head, she would still be able to see her little baby bump and the mix of emotions. I can't even imagine. It must have been terror, anger, sadness for all that you just lost. Yeah, I mean, she lost her daughter and her granddaughter, like, all in once. Like, I don't know how you get past that. I don't know either. So Lisa had been in an on-again, off-again relationship with DeAndre Holloway for the past two years. Holloway was also 22. Police arrested him in Delipsy, a town about 45 minutes away on the same day that they found Lisa's body. He was actually arrested in connection in another case that was unrelated. Jalipsy police were investigating a bicycle theft. Yes, a bicycle theft. We went from bicycle (laughs) theft to murder real quick. Also, for saying Jalipsy wrong, forgive us. Okay, because we're not from Illinois. Sorry. So the box owner gave a police description of the person he saw steal his box. This description matched Holloway which is why he was arrested. Delipsy Police Chief DePopey? De De, I don't know how you say that. I'll tell you how I want to say it, but it looks like DePopey to <laughs> it me. Does, but I don't know how do you say this. So We'll just call him Chief D. 
Okay, said Holloway was combative and uncooperative when he was arrested. He refused to give police his name and tried hitting his head against the wall. He was booked in as John Doe. Later, police came to realize who he was. It wasn't until Monday that Madison County State's Attorney Thomas Hain charged him with the other crimes. He was charged with two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of intentional homicide of an unborn child, dismembering a human body, offenses relating to motor vehicles, and concealment of homicidal death. His bail was set at $2 million. Okay, so how is he charged with two counts of both, like two counts of first-degree and two counts of intentional homicide of an unborn child? So in Illinois, prosecutors use two counts of murder for one victim to give the jury an option. One of the charges alleges that it was his intent to kill her or he knew his actions would cause her death. The second count is that there is a strong possibility that it would kill her. The jury can choose one or the other, but they can't choose both. Okay, I guess that makes sense. So... Chief Paletto of the Alton Police Department took to Facebook and uploaded a video. I would assume this was in lieu of a press conference. He tells the viewers that they arrested DeAndre Holloway, and that was going to be the last time he would refer to him by his name. Throughout the video, he refers to him as a monster and sometimes a savage monster. He gives details about the crime and shows his outrage. We are actually going to play you part of that video. To 22-year-old Lisa Dodd, who had just moved to this place in Alton, is beyond irreprehensible. It's abominable. It is completely terrible what happened to her. DeAndre Holloway. 22 years of age, who had an address from the Litchfield area and was from that general area, has been charged with her murder. Some of the things I'm about to share are terrible, so I caution you if you want to continue listening. What DeAndre Holloway and it's probably the last time I'm going to use his name, and you will know whenever I'm referring to him. But what that monster was charged with today, about what she went through, can make some people just completely lost for words. That monster, that savage monster, has been charged with two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of intentional homicide of an unborn child, dismembering a human body, I'll, I'll say that again, dismembering a human body, offenses relating to motor vehicles, and concealment of a homicidal death. Now, I just mentioned some things that are public that I'll go into a little bit of detail on. Again, so I caution you. That monster and Lisa 
have had an on and off dating relationship for about two years. She was pregnant. She was pregnant with an expected delivery date in late July. Before I forget to mention this, that monster is charged with two counts on each of those charges I just mentioned before. Those are relative to the theories of murder. She was savagely, savagely killed. She was decapitated. Decapitated by a freaking savage monster. Her unborn child was also killed as a result of this. So she was brutally murdered as well as her unborn child. This daughter, this mother-to-be, and her family were in the planning stages of a baby shower that was supposed to be at the end of June. But instead, now the family was planning a funeral because of what a monster did. What a savage monster did to her. Her mother had to go through something that nobody should ever have to go through. First of all, no parent should ever have to bury their child. But her mother, not heard from her in a little bit, and wanted to go check on her to see if she was okay, and found her. The video that was uploaded sparked some anger with the Holloway's family. Of course, they are grieving the loss of their son in a way too. Like many parents, they have hopes and dreams that they saw for his future too. That are also now gone. Holloway's stepfather, Chris Hawks, takes to YouTube and posts a video with his wife's approval. He wants people to know that Holloway was not a monstrous chief, Polito calls him, and he scolds those who think this way. He shows pictures of Holloway on the wall behind him as he was growing up, and he explains he had mental health issues. They tried to help him, but they just couldn't. He was trying to remind viewers that although he committed this horrendous crime inside, there's still a person. So we're going to hear a little bit of the clip from Chris Hogg. Hello, I am Chris Hawk. Uh, I am DeAndre Holloway's stepdad. <clears throat> I never thought I would be recording a video like this. First of all, I want to offer my condolences to the Dodd family. Um, I cannot imagine what you must be going through. Uh, I'm not going to deny that uh, what happened was an extreme act of evil. Um, it was. I don't know how else to explain it. It was an act of evil. Um, I don't know if there's a word that describes it. 
And over here, we are ashamed. Um, his mom, uh, his sister, we're all shocked. Um, we knew he was capable of violence, but we never saw this. Um, we tried to get, we've been trying to get help for him for at least three years. Uh, but as far as longer term mental care, uh, we were always told that we can't hold them unless they've done something. And now he's being held because he's done something. Um, our system fails people with mental problems. I've grown up in an environment with mental problems. Um, and people are kind of left on their own. It's, it's, uh, it's a tragic situation. Um, this, this is the D that we knew. Um, they're old pictures, but they show that there's a human there. The human does exist. Um, he's not a monster. Uh, what he did was savage. What he did was monstrous. He's not a monster. Um, the news sh could be shared in such a way that says a man beheaded his eight-month-old or his eight-months-pregnant ex-girlfriend. And that's all we need. We're all repulsed right there just hearing that. We don't need the hyperbole. We don't need the um, judgments of intent and motive. Um, I haven't heard, I haven't seen any articles that suggest that maybe uh, extreme paranoia was uh, part of it. Again, I grew up with mental illness. I grew up with a mom who experienced paranoia, um, and it was bad. It was bad. It was something where um, it was in her head that everybody was out to get her, even her own family. Um, this is not me trying to justify what he did. I'm not. I'm trying to counter the narrative that he's a monster. I'm trying to counter the narrative where, as human beings, we are dehumanizing other people. We have to stop this. We have to stop this. We have to start. I mean, I don't know where the gospel went. A lot of this stuff is coming from Christians who are just straight up calling him a monster. They're saying uh, there's only one answer to this, which is the death penalty, which I agree in a lot of states. That's what this would be. Um, I'm not advocating that DeAndre should ever be allowed to enter um, civilized society again. I mean, he's obviously crossed the line there. I'm not advocating anything like that. I'm just saying there's a human being here and it's trash. Okay, so we know how he feels. Yes. So Carla Hawk, which um, is DeAndre's mom, tells Post-Dispatch that they have been trying to help him for years but were denied because they can't force a person of his age to get help. She further says, we never stop fighting. What happened to our son is horrific and could have 
been prevented if the system would have put him in a facility to get on medication and learn how to use coping skills properly and identify when something is triggering for him. Carla also suspects that Dodd told Holloway that the baby wasn't his, and this triggered him. She says a few years ago, a previous girlfriend was pregnant and told him that it wasn't his, and he was crying and sad. Okay, but crying and sad, that's a big leap to go from that to murder. I agree. And that's just our speculation. As of now, we don't know who the father was, and we may never know. I don't know if they'll ever even test for that. But Holloway hasn't had many other issues in the past. He was on probation for robbing his friend, so-called friend, when the two were on their way to buy marijuana. This was in 2019. He was sentenced to two years probation in order to pay $900 in restitution. Wait, okay, I'm not sure I would call him a friend, but can you imagine calling the police and murmuring? <laughs> Hey, um, so my friend stole my weed money. I know. My bestie took my money. Oh, my gosh. I know. So Carla had also gotten a temporary restraining order last year when Holloway had threatened to kill her and her daughter. A week later, though, she felt he was no longer a threat to them and had it removed. But in my opinion, this is just my opinion, that might have been a part where you could have had him committed or something done Um, but I'm not blaming her I know this is a really hard issue for everybody and you never know what to do it's your child you don't you don't know what to do you don't want to put away it's just a hard situation for everybody it is but he's so he's 22 where is he living because she had a restraining order on him then I'm assuming he's not living at home so his family said he had a part-time job at Burger King at one time but he was hearing voices and he was currently unemployed. Ismail went to their house, but he stayed there some, but he was mostly mostly a transient. Which, I mean, tends to happen with people who have mental illness. I would assume hearing voices at work definitely get you fired. Do you know what his mental illness was or if he'd been diagnosed? I could not find anything that said specifically what his mental illness was. I know his stepfather said they couldn't get him to take his medication, so I would have to assume that he was diagnosed at some point. Chris also said that he would sit on the couch and rock back and forth moaning and talking to people who weren't there. He would also slap himself in the face. Chris said that Holloway had three voices that spoke to him. One's name was Ruth. Ruth told him that certain people are humanoids and you can't trust them. They aren't real and you just can't trust them. She also told him that he needed to shut shut certain people out. Hang on, rewind. Uh, what's a humanoid? They are robots, so to speak, that look like humans. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe Android phones in human form. I don't like know. an AI? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Chris says to his knowledge, Ruth had never promoted violence. (laughs) He was unsure of the other two voices' names, but they weren't sinister. They weren't as sinister as Ruth. I'm no doctor, but if I had to guess, I would say he had schizophrenia. Yeah, we saw that in the Herbert Mullins case, which you can go listen to. It's a few cases back. Um, But how hard it is to deal with mental illness, untreated, 
and adding drug use on top of that doesn't have great results. We know he was considered competent to stand trial. Herbert was. What about Holloway? I can't find anything. It's probably too soon to know since this is a really new case. What I do know is that on the day of the murder, Holloway went to his mother's house. He doused himself in bleach. He dumped his clothes in the trash and cut off his very long dreadlocks. To me, that shows you're aware that you did something wrong and you were covering that up. Covering that up. Yeah, that definitely shows that you know right from wrong. So I could see them using that as competent to stand trial. I can too. But this is about all we do know so far on this case. It's still early in the stages, so we'll have to keep an eye on this and see how it goes. See if he is competent to stay in trial. See what the judgment is. But I, I do think Chris Hawk did a good job with making us realize that the people that do commit these crimes, they do have families that love them too. And it's a loss for them too. I mean, it doesn't take away from what they did and the loss that the other family has, but it makes you realize they do have family. They do have people that love them and care about them too. Especially in these cases where it's someone with a mental illness that has just been failed by the system, you know, that his family obviously cares and has tried to take the steps where something like this wouldn't happen and they were let down and now this has happened and their son's being attacked. And I understand that he did savagely, kill someone, um, I guess, and two someones. But, you know, we don't know what was happening in his head during that time for this to go down. I mean, you know, his mom has speculations. His stepdad thinks maybe it was paranoia. Well, I mean, we, we don't know. I don't know if he knows. Um, That's true. Because the last I heard, his mother hadn't even spoke to him yet. So nobody has heard his side of the story. There's nowhere where he gives his side of the story. And I don't know if he's ever going to give his side. Yeah. And I mean, and I've heard of cases where people with mental illness black out and do things like this, and they really don't know what happened. They just... That's true. But I mean, like all the things afterwards, I kind of feel like he yeah, had to know some. It is possible. Um, but it seems like one of two ways he's going to be competent to stay in trial and he's going to get life in prison or he's going to be considered mentally unfit and they're going to put him in a psychiatric hospital. Either I really think that the psychiatric hospital is the best place for him, but I understand him being in prison too because what he did was, you know, horrific. And like I said, I don't know what his mental illness is, but it sounds a lot like schizophrenia. And to me, a lot of them with that, don't want to take their medicine for whatever reason. And it's, and the families can't get them to take it. And I, I don't know what else the families can do. Yeah. It's just sad. And I feel for Lisa's family. Her mom is never going to get that image out of her head. And that breaks my heart. Like to find your child deceased is one thing to find them deceased in that fashion. 
I could never. Mm-mm. No. No, you're never going to get past that. So tell us what you think. Do you think that DeAndre should be stay in trial and be sentenced, or do you think that he should be put into a psychiatric hospital? We want to know your thoughts. Um, we will have pictures of Lisa and DeAndre. Um, as for the two videos you listen to clips of, we will have the f- links in the show notes if you want to watch the whole thing on both of those. Um, we only showed you about half of each, so there is more to those. Um, but you can find us at Murder and Mimosas podcast on Facebook. If you have a case that you think we should cover, email it to us at murder.mimosas at gmail.com. Um, those pictures I talked about will be on our Instagram page, which is murder.mimosas. And we're also on Twitter. If you feel like hitting us up there, murder.mimosas. In the meantime, take care of your loved ones. Remember, life is short. Have a mimosa on us and have a good weekend. Bye.